What's up, brother? What's up, homie? There he is. I knew that had to be you, the Spartan. <laughs> Dude, what's up? You know what's funny is, is Mike, they've been calling me that for so fucking long. Yeah. And and after I came out of the hospital, everybody started calling me that because they're like, like we were at jujitsu on uh, Monday and Yago D'Souza, this guy's such a badass. Like if you look this guy up, he's a fucking I know animal. that name. I know yeah, that. He, he is yeah. such a beast and just one of the coolest dudes. Like the most lethal human beings I know are the, from the academy that you roll at. Yeah. Yeah. 316. And, uh, and he made a comment about like to my son, he's like, like, you know what? Get up, do it again. And my son's pretty savage. Like he's like that. And he's like, get up. You know what? Your dad trains every day. He does it every day. And he goes, ain't that right? Spartan. And he looks up at me over there and I'm like, he's right. But of course, everybody's like Spartan. Who's that? Like, I mean, but look <laughs> at me. Everybody's like, fuck, I look like it. Well, you definitely look like it, man. Dude, it's so good to have you here. Thanks for joining awesome. me today. I'm so stoked, dude. We are going to light this fucking thing up. Oh, dude, I know I know we are. We're going to blow it to pieces. Um, dude, I just so wanted good. to I just wanted to first off just a little bit about you. You know, uh, Trevor, is it Bachmeyer? Yeah, you got it right. Most people don't hit it right. That's second person now. Yesterday I was on a podcast too with uh, Swolverine, with Alex. And she's done it right. <laughs> No kid, it's Wolverine. That's <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, amazing. It was, it was right on. What yeah, uh, we so, looked that up yesterday too, and I got another one coming out of Dubai on uh, tomorrow. They're all of a sudden like nonstop invites, and I was like, "Fuck, bang, let's go!" Bang, bang. But but like that's okay. The point is, is like I'm not some shit bag trying to like, hey, buy my shit. I'm not hawking gear. I'm like, fuck, you guys need to change. Right. right. The world is filled with soft ass people. What are you doing? Bro, we got to get this message out there. You know what I'm saying? Like more and more men need us. They need direction. So badly. They need so badly. Because there are so many, there are so many men that go through their entire lives without strong masculine direction. And that's that's extremely damaging. It it hurts because like, I mean, I'm 50. And the big thing people always say is they're like, dude, yeah, but that's not normal. Motherfucker, I am normal. This is normal. Right. You've been indoctrinated to think that being soft and pasty and weak and, and just this beta fucking soft. And it's it's caught. <laughs> no, like, and I mean, we could save this for the podcast unless we're just lighting it up now. Which I mean, is we're crazy. just lighting it up, dude. We're just okay, perfect. This is organic. Well, that, that's it then. It's like it's it's caught. Nobody teaches you how to be soft. Mm-hmm. They don't teach you how to be Less of a man, less of a woman, less like women are designed to be strong. When like my wife was in line, we were at uh, Universal Studios and you've seen, you've seen Brandy, like she's jacked as fuck and hey. she's so strong. And, and like, I guarantee she will slaughter most dudes in almost any workout. And, and I, love doubt. <laughs> but I love that. Like, I find it so fucking sexy. Yeah. And, and I love that because I don't have to worry about her. I know she's strong. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we were in line and this, or I was outside doing some work and they were in, uh, I don't even remember the ride, but there was somebody there that said this lady was, or this girl was looking at my wife and the dad goes, oh yeah, but guys don't like girls that look like that. Says it to his daughter, dude, you ignorant fuck. If I would have been there, I would have been like, are you shitting me? I'd be like, your daughter right now should go and just get as jacked as fuck, as fit as hell, and show you that that's how you're designed to be. So the dad said that to his to daughter, the daughter of your wife. 
Yeah, to the daughter. And I'm like, you are such a weak fuck. And of course, he's all pasty white with big old missile tits. And of course, he, he's got the, yeah. Insecure, insecure. Yes. Insecure. He saw but, a woman like yours and immediately was his, his deep down, there's yep. a man in all of us. It doesn't yep. matter what, what we look like. They could Fact. look like us or they could look like him. Yep. Deep down, there's still a man. You know what yep. I mean? And that man, when it's it violated and confronted like that, Yep, to do weak ass shit like that tear sure. up people down. You're right. We there's only two ways to to make yourself bigger, right? You can either build the biggest building in town, or you can tear everybody else down to look like the biggest building in town. Most people choose the latter. They always choose the latter. It's, it's, the weakest form of anything is to to come out as an attack for the truth, right? People look at accountability, and accountability always feels like an attack to those who hide behind their their excuses. I've said this so many times. I'm like, well, you know, I feel like you're kind of like. Uh, you're attacking me though. Like some people can't help being fat. Listen, I've never accidentally eaten a fucking thing. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, save your, to 16 save your bullshit. To fries. <laughs> yeah. Save your bullshit. And, and I, I get, I struggle because I made a post the other day and I said, listen, if your kids are fat, you made them that way. Don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare put it on their genetics, their health. Big, I've seen, I mean, I've been a doctor for 23 years. I have never seen big bones on an x-ray. Never. Show me a big bone person, motherfucker. It doesn't exist. No. That's, and, I was saying that the other day. I said, there's somebody out there with a thyroid condition that's 200 pounds overweight. And then there's somebody out there with a thyroid condition that's running ultra marathons. You know what exactly. I'm saying? It's, your it, decisions. Yes. Your life is predicated on your decisions and conversations that you have. And mm-hmm. the conversations you have with yourself. You know, people go, well, we, we've come into a time, like, how old are you, Mike? Oh, me, 31. Yeah, 31. So, but you, you, you're an old soul, right? Like, it, and, and that's like the way you interact. I've heard people. that a couple of times. Yeah. But that's a, that's a compliment because like, I look at you and like, we vibe on the same frequency, but that's life, right? Like you resonate at such a high frequency. You personally, Mike, I mean, like, that's why we get along yeah. because people that don't run, at, at a really high output, high level, high frequency, like your level of vibration is so high. You're obnoxious to those people. Like, you're just like, fuck, I can't stand this guy. So they only have two choices. So they either change. Yeah, they either change or they fucking leave. Right. Right. And I'm fine with either one. I actually don't want them to leave. I'd like to help them. But people take it as you're not helping me. You're insulting me. No, I'm just telling you the truth. And that's the struggle people have is they're like, I don't really want to hear the truth, though. I want to hear something hear the truth. softer. They don't want to hear it. Dude, I'm telling you, you know what my dad always said? My dad was a preacher. And he always said, tell the truth. There's us to remember. I've lied. I've been that fucking piece of shit. I'm not going to ever do that again. Because you have to wind up carrying all this baggage. And then for every bullshit story, you either, even if you tell it to yourself, you tell it to yourself, you have to lie to yourself. Except that the issue becomes now you know where all your secrets are. So you can't hide. And that's where people manufacture their own issues. Like 90%, fuck 99% of the problems people have are manufactured problems inside their own head, except that they look externally for a cure, but imaginary demons have no cure. None. So you look outside for something that's inside because if the problem is inside, so is the solution. The dirtiest, hardest work is inside. Every single Absolutely. time. And the it produces hardest. the best results. Yes. Every like, single like time. Exponential. Mm-hmm. When I changed my thinking, 
Like my wife and I, we've been married for God, almost 18 years. Fuck. I love the congratulations, man. Thank you. I love the shit out of my wife. Like, Oh fuck. I love her so much. And, and like, I am like a, like, like crazy giddy excited when I see my wife all the time. And it's been 18 years. And I look at her tell just watching your social media, you could tell how genuinely in love. With yeah, her, and you it, are. like you're you're not faking it. You're not forcing no. it for appearances. You're not trying to be an influencer with it. Like no. your relationship, you could genuinely tell how He's my much best you friend, your wife. Yes, oh, I, I love that. That that matters to hear that because there's so many phony fucks out there that do it, and it's so manufactured. I'm like, listen. First of all, she is my best friend. There is nothing about. We have no secrets ever, and I made a post about that when we were in Florida. I guess about a week and a half ago. You I know, think listen, I saw that one. Yeah, where I said, if if somebody is willing, like I had, I don't even know if you know my story, but like, I didn't have a lot of time when I met my wife. Well, that's, I wanted to hear, I I know the, you know, the listeners are going to want to hear your story. I'll I'll explain it. I'll explain it in in a second. But, and that's, that's, that's the, the thing is. When, when you go all in, and I mean all in, and you know this, like, I mean, look, you're fit, you're successful, you have a great life. It's because you're not dipping your fucking toe in the water. Right. You, you either, like, when you're running, you don't have the bandwidth as a, as a man or a woman to, to contain two different dialogues with any kind of efficacy. It is not possible. So when you go, like, if I was in this podcast right now, but I have Netflix going in the background, and I'm like, yeah, this is really great. Huh? Yeah. Uh, what'd you say? Sorry, I missed that. Like, exactly. it doesn't matter how good somebody is. You cannot have competing dialogues within the confines and the guardrails of your mind. Chase two rabbits, catch neither. That's zero. what I always remember. Fucking Chase zero. Two rabbits, catch neither. So that's what happens in a relationship. It's what happens in fitness. It's what happens in business is people go, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to try this out. Usually when people join my coaching program, like we have a Spartan army. Like I have, I don't have, people go, I, I used to have like 200 different products, right? It was just, it was like a Chinese fucking menu, like just nonstop shit all over the place. And nobody was buying my stuff or they, they basically talked themselves out of it or they, it would be too complicated. So what's the easiest thing on an automated website to do if it's complicated? Leave. Leave. Yep. There's no one there to talk to, mm-hmm. right? And I pride myself in not having a bunch of bots answering questions so I finally went, what do I really believe in? What has changed my life? Because if you personify the teachings, it's very easy because I haven't sold anything to anybody ever. I just go, this is my life. What you're thinking is, is giving you your life. What I did gave me mine. So you're going to listen to me. Yeah. And they go, fuck, I needed a coach like this. And I don't put up with bullshit. And I stand on your throat. And people go, so you, you like a personal trainer? Fuck no. We build savage, badass motherfuckers the most elite business, make the most money, the most passionate marriages, the most jacked physique. I don't care if you're 70 or you're 20, but I'll tell you this, it is always a year. When people, can I try it for a month? I'm not your guy. It is a year. Well, can I just pay for a month? You can't can't make any changes in a month or even three months. You know that. And it took me a year. And I I promise you, I'm probably one of the most disciplined people on the planet. I don't doubt that. Thank you. And and I say that with all this. And, and I say that with respect, but if I took a year and I went all in with oxygen hanging out of my face, 150 pounds, like I had a guy the other day, it was the funniest fucking thing. I made a post about, uh, I was telling a story. I was over at Andy's uh, event, hanging out with him. And I was like, you know, I, 20 minutes after surgery, I said, get me up. 
And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I go, listen, you can pick me up the floor, off the floor or you can help me walk around this fucking room. You're getting, way, getting, up I'm getting out of this bed. You know, and I had tubes <laughs> coming out of my chest, garden hose size. I could like this fucking big. And, yeah. and IVs every, I had an IV in my shoulder. I've been a doc, like I said, for 20 plus years. I've never put an IV in a shoulder. And there's an IV right here. It was the wildest thing. And all this stuff in a box filled with my blood and I'm a vacuum hose connected to the wall. And it's interesting that people instantly become cynical because of all the bullshit in the world. Right. And part of me goes, dude, do, do you fucking know me? Like, it's not meant to be arrogant, but I'm like, do you fucking know me? Have you ever seen me? It is everywhere. Right. Like, you can't make it up. I'm everywhere. You type in Trevor Bachmeyer and I'm the, like the first five. Oh, right, up, right up there. Yeah. And it's mean, got like 1.2 million Instagram followers. Yeah, and, and and it's from genuinely putting out the content that I, I want to give people to help. If and this guy, you know what? He goes, I, I'll, I, I'm sure we'll never see this mysterious video of this, but you know what? Whatever, bro. And I'm going, and I just happened to post a quick, like 30 second story of from A to Z, right? And I was like, oh, fuck. I go, hey, don't worry, princess. I'll tag you in it, cupcake. And this morning I checked. I said to Brandy, I go, hey, the fucking guy ghosted and blocked me. Go you got to love it. When you bring the receipts for the haters. I love that. When you because, bring the receipts for the haters, they never dude, come back. Go on. I, first of all, I, I love haters. I fucking love haters. People get real weird. You know, they, they tuck their balls away and they're like, oh, but, but what if people don't like me? You want people, you want people to not like you. As soon as you get, and that's the thing is, if you're not doing anything of consequence, you're not doing anything special if you don't have haters. Like if you're actually doing good, with everybody else, you should have some resistance. You know what I mean? Substantial. Like if, every, if everybody loves you, that's usually a you pretty know, good indicator that you don't have strong morals. Convictions, because if you had strong morals and convictions, especially in this world, that's just morally just button heads. Exactly. You're going to fall. You're, you're going to butt heads with people. I wanted to uh, just ask you, you mentioned yeah. uh, you seem very specific. It took me a year. Yep. Um, what was the catalyst? What happened? Uh, what made you become the person that you are right now? Sure. That's that's actually that's the right question. You know, and and that shows skill in interviewing, by the way. So, and that's good. You're my that's, first one ever, so dude. But even rapping with you online, man, like you're just a good fucking dude, and yeah. and I like that. Thanks. But like attracts like, right? Like that's amen. People struggle to understand that, but they're like, everybody hates me, nobody likes me. You're attracting them. Fuck. It's she the person that goes it. from bad relationship to bad rel- and all men are bad or the all dude that's been married no, seven man. times. I'm like, you need to take class, man. You suck. You. Right. Yeah. But so when I was in the hospital and, and I'm telling you, this is the most wild story. It, I, it, I think possible. And, and that is like, I can't, we came home from Disney world. I had taken my family for the very first time. And they'd never been, right? I'd been there, but my wife and kids have never. So I was like, fuck it, let's go. So we stayed in this dope-ass hotel, you know, just this shuttle and water taxi and all this stuff to the park. It was so badass. We had so much fun. And we come home, and my wife was just starting to get a little bit of, like, just the cold, like the sniffles and stuffed up nose. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go outside and work out. And I felt pretty good. And I went outside, did the workout, came in. My son was getting sick. And as I'm sitting on the couch... I had this, this tickle in my chest and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm getting this damn cold. All right, 
fuck it, I'll work out tomorrow. Well, the next day I worked out, I'm like, man, I'm starting to feel pretty shitty. That was the beginning. Four days later, I'm in ICU fighting for my life. But I bet you right then and there, you thought nothing of it. No business. Nothing. Zero. I went in. So I was, I mean, I, I've been, like I told you, I, I've, I went in there running at 95%. And, and what I mean by that, Mike, is that I always was fairly certain that I walked the talk. Right. Right. Like I've always been that guy where it's like, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm fairly certain I'm going to do it. But there was that 5% where I'm like, fuck, I really don't know. And there's always these, it's always dudes and they're always weak. And they're the ones that go, oh, bro, I would have done the same thing. No, you wouldn't have. No, you wouldn't have. Because you're talking as if, as if you would. And that already tells me that you need to advertise. Yes. You wouldn't have. I, I, I or they that. advertise the less they're about that life. You yeah. Know? And, and that's, that's what I think. That's what I think this has really corrupted people in is because they're showing the Lambos and the Ferraris and and all that stuff. And I'm like, listen, I love that. I think you should show your wins. I really do because it shows people what's possible. The weak ones go, you're bragging. The strong ones go, how do I do it? Show me. Whatever it costs me to join your program, whatever it costs me to take an hour of your time for lunch so I can pick your brain, tell me. I want to do it. That's what I think people should be doing. You have a great marriage? How'd you fucking do it? You have a killer business? How'd you do it? Right? But, But most people don't. They go... Ah, it's probably all bullshit because of all the bullshit, right? Right. So when I'm in the hospital and I don't remember my wife even being there the first time I was in ICU, my son was like, she was there every day. I'm like, holy shit, I don't remember. That's all, excuse me. That's how fucked up I was is, is I was on, they had me lanced with all kinds of drugs. I don't even remember half the stuff they had me on sure. except for one, remdesivir. And it Never is- heard of it. It is the most it is the most toxic fucking dangerous shit. If you just Google it after we're done, you're gonna see nonstop like nobody should ever get that. Except remdesivir. That was the remdesivir. Remdesivir. Gotcha. Yeah. It was. It's the this cures everything any viral and they tried to label me with that C19 thing, but they tested me four times IgG, which is blood. They nose fucked me once. Never came back positive. You got the full swab. Yeah. Like, dude, they scratched yeah. my brain. Right. <laughs> but I'm I'm sitting in the hospital and, and Mike, it's the only time in 48 years I actually thought I was gonna die. And I'm I'm sitting there in this bed. I, I was breathing about 500 cc's of air, which is about four thousand less than I should. So Payton, how many kids did you have at this point? So you think you're gonna two. so you had two kids. We have two kids. We have a, I have a 13 year old and a 16 year old. Think you're gonna and, and then yeah, I know this was 20 months ago, right? And I thought I was gonna die. And I remember laying there. It's the first time I've ever, it felt, it hit different. And and I can't explain it. Like, I believe in God. People do, they do, they don't, they don't. That's on them. But it doesn't matter. What I, I sat there and I went, holy fuck, I'm really going to die. Mm-hmm. And I felt it. And it, it it's, it, anybody that would see this and has actually been in that position is going to know exactly that feeling. It's not the, bro, I almost died. It's not that. This was real. Like, I actually felt this almost weird peace. Where I'm like, I'm going to fucking go. Holy shit. So I grab my phone. It's about two o'clock in the morning. And I start texting my wife. And, and we have no secrets. Like there's nothing that my wife doesn't know about me. And that I don't know about her. Good, bad, or otherwise. Because we're in this for the duration. Mm-hmm. Which is again how a marriage should be. Yes. And whether you fuck up or not, it doesn't matter. You guys know each other's business so well. That you don't have to go, fuck, I hope she doesn't find out. That's how relationships fucking get screwed up. Right. Again, it goes back to the bandwidth, right? They're running two different conversations. What can't I tell her? What can? I'll just tell her everything. Yeah. If she bounces, she wasn't in it. Yeah. 100%. Right? It's that simple. 
but I was texting her all, and she knows everything about our life, but I was texting her everything about how to run our life, passwords, business, like where things were, how to do things, like literally everything. And, and I'm just sitting here crying as I'm doing it. I'm like, fuck. And I, I kept thinking, God, I'm going to miss being with my wife. I'm going to miss being with my kids. It was the most odd feeling because you're not, you're going to be dead. But yet I'm going, fuck, I, I'm not ready yet, man. She doesn't miss, this is twice she's done this in my life. She doesn't miss a beat. And she goes, you, I need you. You can't die. I love you. You're my best friend. I need you. I can't do life without you. And I got so fucking angry. Angry. I was going to say mad. I'm trying to put myself furious. I was so furious. Like, I mean, like seething rage. I bet you wished your sickness was an entity that you could just kill. Yep. I was, that's exactly how I treated yep. it is I look at, I, I took everything that was inside me and I put it out in front of me and I went, you're going to fucking die. And everything in, I mean, you could feel that. Like I was like, you're going to die. And I changed everything like this. And all of a sudden I started, Brandy was doing research on some of the stuff they were trying to give me. And it turns out remdesivir has catastrophic and fatal effects on in five days. I was on it for four. And she comes in and she's like, babe, I don't think what they're giving you is, is helping you. And I trust my wife. So I went, well, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And, and so they're like, you're going to die if you leave. And I'm like, I think I'm going to die if I stay. My, I'm going to die if I stay. Yeah. yeah. And my, my, all my, my, my sats and, and my, my health metrics and everything were going down again after they started giving me this drug. And God, I've gotten so much hate for this conversation because people are like, oh, you're one of these conspiracy theorists. I almost fucking died. Fuck you. Right? Like, I'm not, I real, right? Dude, and most of the conspiracies on a pivot, they're fucking right half the time. They've anyway. all been right for the past Fuck. two, three fucking years, man. Fuck. All of them have been right. I just live for this shit. I'm the guy that pushes the hot button all day because I yeah. just get off on that because it, it gets people to go, oh, it makes them think, right? Critical yes. thinking. So on the last day I was in, I was in for seven days, I think. It might be six. I really don't remember. That's how fucked up I was. And I'm sitting there with an oxygen tank. And they're like, you're going to be on oxygen for the rest of your life. I'm weak as hell. And it doesn't matter. We get in the car. I got the cannula on. I look like an octogenarian rolling around, right? Because I had this, this oxygen. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, survive without it at the time. So right. I get home. I bring home an oxygen machine. If you look at my old videos, I called it my blue buddy. It's that blue thing in my videos. That big thing. That box on wheels. Yeah. So that followed me everywhere. I couldn't sleep without it. I couldn't do anything without it. But I went, I don't give a shit. I'm going to work out. I'm going to work out with this fucking thing on. I don't care. What kind of, real quick, I don't think we established, what kind of cancer was this? So it was was just a giant malignant tumor in my chest. But that wasn't there yet. I had just catastrophic pneumonia. Oh, oh yeah, this gets, this gets gnarly. So I'm home and I'm working out and I'm on this oxygen. I start to wean myself off of this O2. I was like, okay, I'm sweating like crazy. Like if you look at my old videos, I'm literally about as big as this straw. You know, I'm so skinny and so weak, but I didn't care. Completely different. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so all of a sudden I started getting this brutal back pain, like, like an 11 out of 10. And it takes a lot to shut me down. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, something's not right. I stopped sweating. I had to be back on full saturation oxygen again. I'm like, something's not right. And so I told my wife, I said, you know, we need to, we need to go to, to urgent care. I, I need to go get checked out just for a follow-up. Right. 
I knew something was wrong, but I was trying to just make her feel safe. Right. Cause I watched her face just white going fuck. Cause they locked her out of the hospital. The first time I was there, they walked in when I was in ICU the night I got there where I, I walked in at 106 degree fever. I couldn't even walk. Mm-hmm. And she had to carry me in. And thank God my wife is strong. And I'm in there and they kicked her out, locked her out. And she's out that I didn't even know this until later. She's hysterical on the phone with her friend, Lizette, who's also a very great friend of ours going, I'm never going to see my husband again. He's going to die. And I can't imagine that. I was so furious, Mike, when I heard that. I'm like, you fucks locked my wife out of the hospital when her husband's in there. I couldn't see my kids. I couldn't see my wife. I got video of them three floors down outside the window waving at me because I couldn't see him. It's a nightmare. It's a fuck. That's our healthcare system. Fuck all of them. Dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. The, the COVID nonsense, it revealed a the, lot. the corruption a lot in the whole system. Yep. Corruption. Yep. So I went in and they took an x-ray of my chest. And I mean, I've seen, I don't know, 100, 200,000 x-rays. I've seen a few. And I walk around the corner to the view box and I, you know, I, I just kind of touch Brandy's face and ah, I'm going to be okay. Just going to need probably some antibiotics and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I come around the corner and I see this huge mass in my chest. So you knew being a doctor right away. Yeah, like, I knew oh, right away as soon as I saw it. It was about the size of a football. What what type of doctor are you, by the way? I don't mean to interrupt. Uh, well, I, I went in for trauma surgery first. And then after that, I did sports med and then Cairo and PT. So Got I've it. done... I've done the gambit. So you're yeah. well versed enough to look around the corner, see that. Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> I, I've seen one or two. And I looked at it and I went, holy fuck. And the guy goes, you need to go to ER right now. Like, right now. They didn't even have me fill out paperwork. They're like, go right now. And ER was like across the street, basically. And Brandy was all of a sudden, I, the temperature in the room changed. Like, she was terrified. And I get in there and I thought, okay, maybe they're going to aspirate some big pus pocket. I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah. The doctor puts his hand on my arm and he goes, oh, no, no, no. He says, you're, you need, you need surgery. Like you're going to be here a while. And I'm like, that's when I went, holy fuck. Yeah. Cause I'm like thoracic surgery. You start at the top of the food chain. The next step up is brain surgery, right? Like it doesn't get any bigger than that. Right. So I was there for three days in this little glass box, like an ER, like waiting room, these tiny little shitty boxes. And they couldn't find a surgeon. They couldn't find a hospital. Everything was at capacity. There were people in the hallways sleeping in chairs and a tent outside filled with COVID patients, right? And I'm like, holy fuck. And they're like, we're going to have to send you out of state. And I was doing this, Mike. I was getting worse and worse. I couldn't have this conversation without being out of gas. Right. I'd be winded. And I couldn't walk to the bathroom without, like, I was fucked. And I finally, like, Brandy left on day three. She'd bring me breakfast every day and and hang out with me and you know i mean she had to be self-sufficient as fuck and she is a badass woman like i shit you not man she is incredible and i went fuck what do i do man so i started thanking god i said thanks for the best surgeon covering me in muscle giving me another 50 years literally like just thanking him for everything non-stop and i'm standing there and then i sat on the edge of the on the bed 10 minutes later i shit you not on the glass and then it opens up and he goes trevor bachmeyer and i'm like yeah and he's like just letting you know your ride for your surgery tomorrow is going to be here in a half an hour to take you to dallas presby i started bawling i'm like holy fuck and i I literally look up and i'm like unreal i text brandy get the kids i got surgery tomorrow she freaks out boom right behind the ambulance the whole way to dallas 
I get in there. I asked for the best surgeon in the world. I said, thanks for the best surgeon in the world. The guy I got, the best thoracic surgeon in the United States. <laughs> what hospital was this again? Dallas Presby. Okay, got you, got you. And and I'm standing there, and so I kissed, and that's how it started. And then, I mean, he was this dry, like, kind of dry, witty humor. Came in at gator skin shoes, like, making stupid amounts of money. Just, but he was fucking dope. Probably I said, genius. Gonna, it's probably a genius, bro. Such a good dude, yeah. And I said, am I going to be okay? And he goes, I've done about 750 of these. I think you'll be all right. That's and I was like, what I hear, man. I can love this guy, right? But I still, I mean, I've been on the other end of that knife. Sure. Surgery, surgery, man. Anything could happen. So, yeah, and, and it did. So I go into surgery the next day at 1230. Yeah, it gets funky. So they're so high tech that they do um, text messages mm-hmm. to whoever is your, you know, your your person that you choose. Could be anybody, right? Well, this like is Brandy. Wife. Yeah, this case, it was Brandy. And, uh, and, and so they're texting her, well, the surgery took 45 minutes longer than it should have, which is an eternity when you're waiting, you know, it's not like they're working on my wrist, right? Like it's, it's a big deal. And what ended up happening was they nicked my aorta. I, I lost a liter of blood. Like, I didn't even know this until I looked at my medical records and I went, holy shit. Well, you pump five liters of blood a minute. You lose a liter. That's 20% of your blood volume gone. Of your whole supply. Yeah. And I thought about this. I thought if the surgeon had just made a different decision and gone, I can't stop the bleeding. And then look at the clock and go, call it time of death. That's all it would have taken. That's all it would have taken in that moment. You mean they, they handle things that flippantly like that. They, they, I mean, think about it. If he was like, we can't stop the bleeding and they're trying and they're like, I mean, it is all based on them. Right. And I'm in there. It was a robot, Mike. There's a fucking robot that did the surgery. Six arms in me. That's terrifying. And he was sitting there with a like a like a Nintendo joystick. Yeah, guiding guiding it. I'm probably ten that. feet away, right? Just with his face in a camera. And the most badass thing. So they took out the tumor and they wound up taking out my lung, which wasn't supposed to happen. And I came out of surgery. When I was still high as fuck. You know, the first thing I asked for, I don't even remember this. It was my wedding ring. So first thing I asked for going down the hall, who you are is exposed in times of a catastrophe. Hundred percent. You get introduced right to yourself. your bare bones core. Nope. Doesn't matter what you say. Who you are will be introduced to you in times of trial. Always. And that it made me feel so good about who I am because I went, that's who I am. I respect oh, husband, my husband. Oh, father. Yep. I'm, I'm all of those things, and and I went that matters because people talk the talk, but very few people walk it. And I'm in there 20 minutes in, still high. And so right before I went into surgery, Mike, I handed my wife my phone and I said, no matter what, you film everything. Which could have been catastrophic, right? Yeah. And like, it could have been the most hysterical, terrifying experience ever. And there I am, high as a kite. And this, like tubes in me everywhere. I look, I mean, you've seen the pictures and videos. I look like that. Oh, yeah. And, And I mean, I'm just like all fucked up. And then that's when I told him, get me up. And there's video of me walking around this room you know, doing laps. And then next thing you know, I started doing them. They, as soon as they unplugged me from that wall, I'm doing laps around the nurse's station. It took me about, oh, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 minutes to do one lap the first time. Cause I'd have to keep stopping and taking a knee because my sats would drop so sharply. Right. Sure. I get dizzy. Yeah. And I was gonna fall After down. all that. And now you're, the lung. you're down one yep. lung, right? Yeah. He took a knee and he's, this is why I tell people, I go, dude, like our coaching company, the fucking Spartan army is fitness first. 
People go, well, I need a business program. That's what we do. I need a mindset program. That's what we do. I don't need a workout program. It comes with it. It's the first fucking thing you're going to do because yes. if you're not fit, everything else is going to fall apart. I know fat, rich people. I, listen, <laughs> your fitness is first. And here's why I said that. Because a doctor took a knee in front of him or beside me and said, if you would, two things. He went, the surgery went great, but we had to take your lung. He says, we had to remove the left lung. And he said, and if you wouldn't have been in the shape you were in when you came into the hospital, he goes, you wouldn't have made it. Would have died. And you could have That's, all the money in the world, but if your body- And I'll buy another day. Shit, you ain't gonna, you, you're not gonna last. Okay. People don't understand, like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Fact. I personally do not believe that you can be- I think that if somebody is very wealthy, but physically out of shape, there are other areas of their life, marriage, parenthood, whatever, demons in the background that other people may not be able to see up front that yep. are tormenting them. Because again, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you are really, truly sound body, spirit, and mind, it yep. shows in every single area. You can't alignment alignment propagates across all systems and all arenas in your body and life. Right. And I tell people, if you are a winner and success to me is in all arenas, not one. If you, if a man is wealthy, but is just fat and pasty and gross, you're not winning, man. If a man is going on behind the scenes, something else is suffering. It's not good. You know it I mean? is everything or nothing. And then people come up with this balance. And I'm like, fuck your balance, man. You so, don't need balance. You need output. You need alignment. You need to be as integrated as possible with what your vision, your mindset, your conversations with yourself and others, and then your actions. And people always try externally to change their actions in an effort to change their beliefs. But I, I'm all about efficiency. That's as backwards as it fucking gets. Change your beliefs. Yeah. You change your thoughts. Then you change your beliefs which changes your actions, which changes your results. It is always that order. But people look externally and go, well, it's it's because of that, though. It's never because of whatever that is. The answer is always you, motherfucker. And that's what happened to me is I came out and they told me it was going to be 14 days for me to, to leave the hospital. And I was home in seven. I would do lap after. I literally was relentless. I would They would yeah. yell at me. They called security on me, told me I was fucking up the hallway. Like, you name it. Didn't matter. They finally, the doctor came in. He goes, you're ready to go. He goes, I've never seen, when I went for my follow-up, he goes, I've never seen anybody recover this fast. I've got to ask you. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. You mentioned beliefs. Have to, have to ask. Yeah. What are some of the beliefs that you have that you think carried you through that situation, allowed you to recover so quickly that made you the man that you are today? Like what beliefs, because you said that's what shapes everything that we are and everything that we do. What are some of your core beliefs that you think have gotten you through the immense, crazy obstacles that you've been through and the man you are now? I, I have six. It's always the same six. It used to be five until I realized there's a sixth one and it's been the underlying foundation of everything. And the first one is do the fucking work. And when I say do the work, like you have to do the work. You cannot, people expect without output. Right. That's the world we're in right now. They're like, why am I not getting the trophy? Well, you were never at the fucking practice. Right. Like show up. Right. And, and yet what happens is people go, well, the workout program didn't work or the business program didn't work or my marriage didn't work. But it's all because you didn't do the fucking work. Yes. Every time. And, and it is 100 percent on you. Discipline is always the problem. Discipline is always the solution. 
And people don't learn discipline. They become disciplined. There's a difference. And here's the sketchy part. Everybody's disciplined. Everybody. It's usually the wrong direction. Right. They're disciplined as fuck to watch Game of Thrones, to get on Netflix, to get their Starbucks. They're disciplined to sit there and look up whatever fucking porn they're watching. Like, it doesn't matter what they're doing, but they're disciplined. Mm-hmm. What they're not disciplined is to do the uncomfortable hard shit, but everything you want is, is on the other side of the work you're avoiding. And that's, so that was my first core belief is like, do the work, whether I'm, I don't care. I will die before I don't do the work. And a lot of people come out and they're like, oh yeah, here we go. Another one of these. Yeah. But I don't do it for you, man. I, I do it for, for me. Mm-hmm. I do it for the people in my life that count. I do it so when I do the work, I know my self-value goes up. My credibility goes up because I never lie to myself. So do you think a, uh, an important part of being disciplined is playing for something bigger than yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If you don't have a purpose, you're going to struggle because you're seeking validation from something outside of who you are. Sure. And it's not possible. You cannot, you're, you're, the work and action you take is what gives you the worth. But most people look at that and go, well, my worth comes from something. It's like the people that go out and buy, you know, whatever, like anything, like Lambo or the Ferrari or anything or or the Porsche, whatever. It doesn't matter. But they buy it for the wrong pretense, which is they buy it to feel like they have value. But when the object is gone, their their credibility and their value is gone. So they're renting credibility. You know, they buy a Rolex. What's that? That's a great way to put it. They're renting yeah, an ability. They're renting credibility. Like if you buy this $25,000 Submariner, you know, and, and you're wearing it, it's like super dope, love the watch. You take it off, credibility is gone. You, you are not the same person because you are getting credibility from an object. If you do the work, you cannot have less than what you are. The worth is so high. Your self-value is so fucking high, which is, I said it to my wife when this guy was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll never see this video. And I went, Boom, it just tagged you on it, ghosted. Because I know I do what I say. It's like you said, oh, the, the cars are rented. Here's the pink motherfucker. Like, and I don't do it to prove because like I say to my family, I go, you don't have to prove anything to anyone, but you got to prove it to yourself. Yes. That's vital. I don't give a fuck about the people that are like, ah, that's pretty narcissistic. And call me narcissistic. Fuck. I don't care. It's this. I don't give a shit about anyone else's opinion compared to my opinion of myself. Mm-hmm. Because if my opinion of myself is second to yours, I'm going to have problems. That's why I think being humble, humble is the dumbest thing in the world. People, you should get some humility. You should be humble. I will be humble before God. To be humble before anyone else is to put their opinion and values above yours. 100%. Why would I do that? Because then I start being soft and I start accepting. Now I'm living their dreams, their timeline. Why would I do that? Then I'm not living my purpose and my, my vision. I'm living someone else's, which most is where people, person, most people grabs in the bucket. Most people Fuck, don't they pull you back down. Exactly. So if yep. you're too humble and too accepting of everybody else's bullshit, you're yep. going to play on the same level of, as them because they're always going to try to drag to pull you, you back down. down. That's exactly it. They look at you and I go, people talk about how they love you unconditionally. And I firmly believe that most people love you under one condition that you do not become better than they do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where people go, well, yeah, but it's my brother. I, I mean, he, he loves me and he cares about me. If he wraps up his control and insecurity of your life in concern for you and going, well, we want what's best for you, he doesn't. Because if it's keeping you down, they don't. 
And if your circle is doing anything other than cheering when you win, bye. Dump your fucking circle in there. You, you cannot hang with people that are running at a lower frequency than you. That's why I said at the beginning, I'm going to be so offensive, so fucking obnoxious to people where I just run so high that they can't stand being around They'll me. Or drive them out right away. Immediately. They won't even, get, even approach getting close because you're going right. to drive them away immediately. Well, that's like you. Like I can hang out with you all day because we run at the same fucking speed. Exactly. But people don't because they get very uncomfortable. And then what they start doing is picking it apart, right? I love haters because what I love about haters is they hate on what they've quit themselves and they, they want what you have. If you have a hater, anybody watching this, if you have a hater, why are you giving a fuck about their opinion? They want your life. They want what you have. Don't think anything else because to look at them and go, well, but they don't like me. So they want your life, motherfucker. <laughs> they want your life, but they don't want to do, want to do the work did or been through what you've been nope. through to get there That's i awesome. ask people all the time they're like you want my life okay i love it are you willing to go through everything i've gone through in the last 20 months you willing to lose How a lot people less than one percent of one percent actually have the balls to do what you did and what you went through and less i had to most people 1%. you're right and, and i left the hospital in a wheelchair i was 153 pounds on oxygen 12 different meds and they went this is going to be your new life. You'll never run. You'll never be physically fit. You'll never do anything like that. Cool. Keep telling, keep betting against me. Fuck. Keep betting against me. I'll keep knocking it out of the park. Now I, I run, we run a mile every day and I do it with one lung. Like, fuck, I don't get it. When people go, I'm going to allow them to determine my life. I can't. I determine my life. Because so that was my, always that was to impose those limitations on you. Their limitations on me. Right. And they will try and sell you on where they quit. Yes. Don't come around me. You're a toxic motherfucker. I don't want you anywhere near. I don't even allow people like that in my life anymore. And people go, well, that's that's pretty rude. No. If you're not going to level up, I, I have no time. Mm-hmm. And it's not meant to be rude. It's like fucking step up your game. This ain't a rehearsal. Right. You know, and when people go, I want a better life. <laughs> this is the only, we're alive. This yeah. is the only shot. <laughs> you, get, no, you get a hundred no warm up. You get a hundred great things happen in your day and people focus on the one shitty thing. I'm like, your ratio's off, man. Focus on the hundred great things. That's why I do that same routine every morning. Same stretches, same, like I do 50 pull-ups, hundred air squats, 50 push-ups, and hundred bicycles every I love, morning. I love hearing the morning routine real quick before we jump into that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to respect that. I would love for you to meet my uh, my wife real quick, Geneva, in my our first child. Hey, Geneva. Oh my God. Let me see that baby. Yeah, get in here. I'm sitting with you. Oh my God. That is so long ago for us. Little Ada. So she's, what, our first, she's our first one, Ada Jane. Oh, that's a great, that's a strong name. Thank you. Strong name for a strong family. Yes. <laughs> she had to wow. come say hi to you real quick yeah. first. You are both beautiful, by the way. Oh, oh thank, thank you, my you. friend. Thank yes. you so much. Oh, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm grateful to know you guys. That is so awesome, man. Yeah. Aw, us too. Seriously, yeah. it only gets better. I the best thing in the world is being a dad. I I oh fuck. I love being a dad. <laughs> you know? Dude, me too, bro. I have been telling everybody this is the best thing in the world. Being a it dad get any better. Being a dad and a husband, the coolest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Anyone that complains about it, dude, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. You're doing it wrong. Exactly. Yep. You either marry the wrong person or yep. you're not all in. That's right. All right. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So um you have a beautiful baby. 
Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. She's bro. This kid is we, you know how much God has blessed me beyond what I deserve. She, this kid sleeps from 9 PM to 10 AM almost every single night. Almost you know every single night, man. Crazy. crazy. It's crazy. And she's just, uh, she's perfect. Just uh, a little side note. My wife and I, you know, uh, we went through one, two, three miscarriages. We lost three uh, before we had Ada. And it was, uh, man, it was, it's fucking tough. Yeah. You know, you understand there was a reason though, right? Of course. And that's the hardest, most jagged pill mm-hmm. is to go have that come to fruition. Your your life would have been catastrophic. You know what's interesting, man, is that we had to go through after the last major one, um, a very serious turning point in our relationship that made us more solid than we've ever, ever, ever been. So it's it's so funny to watch that work, how we had that last miscarriage. We went through a tumultuous time in our relationship, and it just made us closer, more solid, and now we have her. And no, uh, you did, right? So here's what I tell people all the time. It's one of the most critical things I drive home to people that that join our coaching program, and that is this. Don't ask for you. If you want better, if you want bigger, If you want the life, you must be prepared to accept everything demanded of you prior to that point. Mm -hmm. You will be tested. You will be pushed. You will struggle because everything you want is on the, is on the other side of that struggle. You ask for the test. So when people go, I want all the money, everybody asks for money, right? Well, that's fine. There's so much money in the fucking world right now. I love when people like, oh, the economy. Everywhere. It's everywhere. Literally stick out a bucket. You could make so much money. If you're not, you're a fucking fool. I tell people, if you're not not making money, find somebody that is and ask them. Like, that's why I tell people, join my fucking program. Dude, you will make, oh, just crazy. If you listen to everything I tell you, you will be making, you will have a million dollar business. What program is this? So the Spartan Army program, it's. I coach people from zero to, well, usually a million, but if people want to go bigger, but I have people that come in that are like CEOs come in. They're like, dude, I cannot do shit right now. I don't know what happened to my business. Right. But that's the point is they just need an observer instead of a participant. Mm-hmm. So then Where I come in and I look at it and I rip it apart and I go, dude, let's do this. Where would and somebody go if they wanted to join? You go to either Smashworks, you go to my, my, um, my Instagram, you go to YouTube. There's a link on there that takes you right to an application. You can send me a DM and go, what do I do? How do I join? Yeah. Like I get probably 3,000, 4,000 messages. I get about 5,000 messages a day, but about three to 4K every probably week asking me, what the fuck do I do? Most of them are people going, I totally want to do it. And then I go, this is what's involved. They're like, do you have anything easier? I'm not your guy. No, not your guy. I, I turn more people away and most people go, Come on. He doesn't do that. Fuck. I will turn away. One of my friends is Bradley. Right. And he, do you know who he is? Love that guy. Love Dude, that guy. So badass. Love so it. just that there's, there's some big shit coming that he and I are doing. I'll just leave it at that. So the, but he, he'll turn away a hundred million dollar deal because it ethically isn't right. He's doesn't a good align dude. with him. Yeah. It's, he's a good dude. And I, so I try and explain that to people. I go, dude, grabbing at money, will not make you rich. It'll, it'll make you desperate. Right. And it will make you um, beholden to the people that have the money. 
instead of having a very specific program like Lamborghini. The funniest ad they ever made is only one. They only made one. They go, we don't advertise. Why? Because the people that buy Lamborghinis don't give a shit about their advertisements. They just come in and buy. Yeah. Right. And it's the truth. You know, and and so you're you're playing at a different level. Like my joke is always market to rich people, they pay better. But at the same time, I, I don't care. Like my programs aren't a hundred. I do actually have a hundred thousand dollar program, but you have to be making 2.5 million to even that's the barrier to entry. If you're not so a two if, if I'm a young guy that's you know, maybe in a sales career or just starting out, I just need some mentorship, some guidance, mm-hmm. some just an alpha male like you to help sure. me. You know, what would that look like cost-wise? Uh, on well, 12 months, 12 months basic Spartan Army is nineteen ninety nine. It's two grand. You That's 165 bucks a month. It's fucking peanuts. But the guys <laughs> listening to me, if you can't invest two grand into your development, you ain't ready to get it yet. If no, you you're not. If you can't invest two grand into making yourself a better person and being around guys like, like this guy, it's like, we're not ready yet. We're not unreal. Ready. Because I tell people, I go, listen, they go, well, what do I get with that? I go, well, fitness first. Oh yeah, but I need mindset. Let me back up. Fitness first. You will work out. I'm going to get you fucking jacked. I don't care if you say no, you're going to train. I'm going to fix your nutrition. Every week I go on and I do a live coach call for an hour every Saturday. Q&A and I solve problems. You're like, fuck, I can't get my marriage right. I can't do this. Help me with that. And I just go, bam, 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 bam. And then I drop a huge mindset hit on them and they get to join my community where I have got two and a half years of fucking coach calls in an archive. Plus me, you get to access me personally. Right. It's not a bot. And I'm like, for two grand? Holy, and people are like, oh, two I don't know. I got to think about it. Nothing. I, this is the best part is, and I do this all the time. And I'm sure there's somebody watching this going, wow, oh, the motherfucker did that to me. And they'll be like, okay, give me like, a, give me like a day to think about it. Cool. Ten minutes later, I'm like, all right, are we kicking tires? Are you fucking in? Oh, I like, like I, uh, I just need a little bit more time. And I don't, I'm out, out. And they're like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? You, you, you're not fast enough. And people go, well, that's pretty douchey. No, I want someone that's gonna do it, like do what they fucking say. And that's part of the, that's literally the vetting process. Is are you gonna do what you say? Like my business program is only 10 grand for the year. And I handhold you from zero to a million. Mm-hmm. What other fucking Think program? Think about the return, the ROI on 10 grand over a mil. You know Unreal. I mean? and, and there's so many people that have done it. And they're like, I don't know, man. That's a lot of money. There's a lot of these gurus. I've been at this for a decade. I, I, you can like, it's not like I'm some weird guy. Like, hey, we just heard about Trevor. I'm everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you look at the people I play hey, Andy with. Andy Frisella follows you. Yeah. Uh, and like, Smith follows you. Uh, Joe Rogan follows yeah. you. Like I play with big players. And, and I uh, think people don't get that. And it's not, I'm not being arrogant about it. I'm going, I earned that. You know, like when you go without hang out. Without Andy a doubt. Elliott, Andy Elliott has become, Andy and Jackie Elliott have become some of our, literally some of our best friends. Mm-hmm. And they're crushing. The guy does 150 million a year. You know, Brad, we became great. Brad and Melissa, great friends. Like, these are people like Wes Watson's one of my best fucking friends. I've known him for five and a half years. Literally, when he got out of prison three months later, I became friends with Wes. You know, like yeah. Bedros Queen. And I'm not saying it to drop names. I'm just, these oh, people. Bedros is the man, bro. You know, it's, what's funny is like, like people go, I don't know. Is, is he really? I'm like, are you shitting me? Like, this is the best. Like, What's that name right there? 
Bradley, Bradley, <laughs> right? Like he just like we just talked. Like I have like I have so many of these fucking people, and people are like, I don't know. I'm like, listen, let me help you out. Big dogs play with big dogs play with big dogs. Like Ryan Moran, I got Andy Frizzella here. Like I got all these people here that, but they're people that I've earned a place with, right? And I think some of the some of the problem is people fangirl and fanboy out when they see somebody like that. I don't. I just go and this I'm going to give advice to everybody out there that goes, well, how do I get into that network? Watch this. Give them something you're really fucking good at. If you send them a message, when people send me a message, you go, bro, how can I bring you value? How can I do something for you? You're forcing me to think. Right. You're forcing me to tell you your job. Fuck, I don't know. But I'm already like, dude, that's weak. If somebody goes here, this, this this oh yeah now let's see like my new video guy this guy johnny the most dope fucking kid i he just dropped a bunch of videos into my into my messaging and says here you go i chopped these up from hanging out at andy's event the other day on friday and he's like i got tons more for you whatever you need i hired him on saturday that's how you do it you present the value first yes and it's just it's so simple People stand, fuck, you and I get it, but they go, they stand in front of the fireplace and they go, okay, okay, give me some heat and then I'll give you the wood. (laughs) You're fucking broken. But that's the world right now. They're like, I don't know if I want to give something. What if, what if I don't get paid for it? I don't don't get anything back. And the thing is, what if anybody young listening to this or anybody at any stage of their life is that there is a certain period of time where you're going to have to just absolutely just eat shit. Take a big ass bite before you ever see any kind of return. Yep. It could be two years, could be four years. It could you be know five. What's funny to me, bro. What's so funny to me is that people will go and spend 150 grand on a college degree. Oh, they come out and make and minimum wage. Zero and come Nothing. out like 50 million other people on paper. They're okay yep. with making that sacrifice. But when it comes to building a business or investigating your program, social conditioning, right? It's crazy. Social conditioning is what hypnosis of social conditioning is so powerful. That dogma, that paradigm that goes, listen, like I will be the first. I will go on film. Fuck college. Fuck college. All day, every day. Waste of time. Fuck college. Fuck it. It is the dumbest thing in the world ever. Unless you want to get something that demands a degree. Like, if you have to get it. Other than that, fuck that noise. Mm -hmm. Dude, I make, we make more in one month than I ever made in a year. Like, we do well over a half a mil a month, like, consist, like, all fucking day. No problem. And the goal is a million. Once we hit a million, it'll be two, then three, then five, then ten. Like, that's just the goal. Let's go. But I don't look at it as anything other like, hey, look how much I'm, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Life changes after 50 grand a month. Just, I tell everybody this. Once yep. you get about 50 grand a month, life changes. There's almost nothing you can't really do. Right. You know, and, and people go, oh, I couldn't imagine doing that. That's why. That's why you're not there. Because you don't think you deserve it. You, you know, what's so funny that you said 50 grand, man. That's, that's where I can remember my wife and I, when we hit that benchmark a couple of years ago, like, you know, I can remember her saying to me, like, hey, we... We just get to do whatever the hell we want to do when we want to do it, how we want to do it. And it, I think it was right around that 50 grand a month. Yeah, it's that sweet spot. And I try and explain that to people, but they have to be willing 
to accept it. Most people go, dude, I would love to have that. I'm, I'll be very honest. Most people couldn't handle the amount of money we make. Between all of our, between all of our companies, we do seven figures a month. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you that they, people couldn't handle that level of success. They couldn't. They couldn't handle the level of fitness we have. They couldn't handle the, the and it's not, people go, oh, that's pretty arrogant, but they couldn't handle be jacked as fuck like my wife and I. They couldn't handle it. Because they don't have the emotional maturity or the financial maturity or just the maturity in general to do it. So what will happen is like I'll hand them a million dollar a month business and they'll be fucking broke inside of six Look months. Look at what happens everything. lottery winners. Look at the lottery winners. Two and a half, two and a half years. If somebody $10 million, they're broke. They're worse off two yep. years later because this is the way I, I describe it. No you. maturity. None. When you're building wealth. It's like you just start benching. You just start with the bar. And then you start with the bar with a 10 and a 10. And then yep. 30, 25, 25, 35, 30. Then you're doing 135 with two 45s. And then you're working up to two plates to hit 225. And it's like, if I just gave you that bar with 225 and you've never bench pressed before, it's going to crush. It's going to cave your fucking chest in. Dude, you're gonna die. All of the things that we go through on our way to, like you said, building a seven-figure business builds mm-hmm. that tensile strength. That yeah. allows us because people think like, dude, you think you got problems making 60 dude, grand a year? Yeah, like, ma- like it's you just get million dollar problems. <laughs> exactly. You just arrive at your problems in style. Exactly. You just arrive in style. But your problem, like if you make a million dollars a month, you have million dollar a month problems. Yes. You make a hundred million a month, you have hundred million dollar a month problems. And people don't understand that. But people's struggles nowadays, Mike, it's like they go, well, yeah, but. You know, they, they fucking, they gave me the wrong coffee. It was, I asked for ice and they, 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 they gave me a hot coffee. And I'm like, that's your struggle. That's your fucking struggle. And every time I just want to go, dude, I have one lung. Right. Like, you don't know what struggle is, but everything that came to destroy me made me. Like that's- You didn't get your fat ass to the gym because dude, of whatever, but you got one lung. And you're unbelievable. Like I am almost, I get the message. It's a, the most consistent message I get outside of how much people go, dude, I love how you and your wife are. It's the number one message I get from people. The number two is anytime I feel like I'm being a little bitch, I just watch one of your things and realize he has one fucking lung mm-hmm. and he's there. And you know, what's interesting is there's two sides to that, that can't, that, that can't, right. Is one goes, holy shit, that's badass. And the other one goes, yeah, but it's probably not real. Because they need to placate themselves to feel better about their own. Like, excuses are made to make you feel better for quitting, right? They only sound good to the people that made them. Always. Right? And that's so weak, which is why, like, we were talking about, like, core values. Do the work. Do the fucking work. Number two is I actually came out from the hospital. And all these things, they, they came into me, for lack of a better explanation, after I went through hell. Uh-huh. And it was like, I needed to go through that i the old version of myself needed to die and and i know this i asked and and i got a lot of static for what i'm about to say but i asked to have my lung removed i asked for cancer i've been through cancer four times when i met my wife they gave me nine months to live and i said like i was i was i blew a million dollars inside of three months i had lots of friends blew lots of money right because you have lots of friends when you spend money on them And I remember sitting in my apartment, flat broke, mad at God. I hated my parents. My dad was a preacher. Like I hated everybody. I was a bitter, bitter fucking man. Yeah. Weak, super weak. And I remember looking out my patio doors and I was in my second floor, just this little shitty apartment, crappy couch, nothing. Like I was broke and I was mad at God. And I said, you know what? You better give me a fucking reason to be here. Cause I thought God was trying to kill me. Right. Yeah. 
And, and my dad, as, as a preacher, he's like, dude, that's not how God works, man. That's not what he does. And I realized when you ask for something, God goes, here's an opportunity to be that. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's different. And that's the test. Well, I wanted this big, amazing, I had a huge vision and God went, okay, here are all the tests. Show me motherfucker. Show me what you Here's got. what it's going to take to build. Yeah, this is the, this is the work. Oh, this is like... the struggle. Yeah. And I didn't understand that 18 years ago. I didn't. And so it took repeated, like people try and drown out the noise of the universe when it gives you the signal of regret and pain. But those are signals when you pay attention, pivot. And most people don't. And I think that that signal is so vital because that's like a GPS. It tells you where to go. Just pay attention. Except yeah. what they do is they turn the noise up on their distractions. Well, the universe goes, ah, you're not going to outmuscle me, motherfucker. And it just hammers you to death until you get it. So I sat there on, on, the, on the floor and I went, you better give me a reason because I'm going to fucking do it myself. And I chambered around. And I was going to end it. I was like, I'll fucking do it myself. I'm done. And then I started bawling my eyes out and, and I fell asleep. And two days later, I met my wife. And the second I met her, an hour into our very first date that day, I'm sitting across from her going, I got to fucking tell her I have cancer, man. Holy shit. They gave me nine months. And I said, I got to tell you something. And she goes, is it about cancer? And I'm like, yeah, that's weird. How do you know? And she said, well, people at the gym, she was a trainer and she goes, people at the gym, they've been seeing you and like, you're coughing up blood and you're pretty sick. And they just told me like, you're not doing so well. And I said, Brandy, they, they didn't give me a lot of time. And she said, I, she didn't miss a beat. Mike, she goes, I don't care. She goes, I'm two months, two days, two years. She goes, I don't care. She goes, I'll take it. Three months. I started bawling. And three months later, we were engaged. Three months after that, we were married. Seven months later, we had our daughter. All things they said would never happen. And I've been stacking wins ever since because I don't see, she's been calling herself my angel since the day we met. She was. She was a hundred percent. She said to me that day, she goes, I'm your angel. I'm here to protect and save you. And I shit you not. Who the fuck says that to somebody? She did. And like, I have a tattoo on my shoulder. It's angel wings in a heart with a cross in the center. It's all about her and our life. And, and I think to myself, if you don't believe in miracles, you're not looking hard enough because you're fucking right. not paying attention. Like even when I said, sitting on the, on the bed going, thank you, God, for, and knock, 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 your surgery is going to be tomorrow. Holy shit, right? Like, but people beg for things. You're never going to get what you beg the universe for. Thank, thank the universe. And when you get presented with a test, take the fucking test. And that's where people struggle. They go, I want this big life. Then you want everything that comes with it. Yeah. And they don't want that. They just want the results. Well, you're never going to have the results because you're never showing up to practice. 100%. You know, and, and so that was where I went, you're going to die. Like I laid in the hospital. I went, what are you doing, man? You're going to fucking die. What are you waiting for? You're going to fucking die. You don't get to do this again. Why are you giving a fuck about anything but where you want to go and take your family and people that you love with? Right. And I went, fuck it. And I've been all gas ever since that day. And those are the two things. And then the next one was do what you say, man. Do you know how much credibility you give yourself when you do everything you say you're going to do? Like, it's funny. I just happen to have it in here. This is because so few people do. Yeah. This is my GSD book. Every night I I just happen to have it here. These, I write in here every night, everything I'm going to do the next day, everything. I even write down how I'm going to wake up and how I'm going to feel. And I, I write it down every night. And there's been, there've been times where I've been in bed and I'm, I usually, I write sometimes when I'm in bed, Brandy's asleep. And I'm writing and I'm tired and I can feel my eyes. You know, you keep writing the same sentence over and over again. You're like, okay, I got to go to bed. And I'm just about to go to sleep. And I went, fuck, I didn't do my GSD. Right. What do you think I did? 
got up, turned everything on bright, banged it out because it's that important. Because one thing I pride myself in, and a lot of people, they talk this talk, but they don't walk it. I never miss. I don't ever, ever. I refuse. I will die before I fucking miss. I will die. And that is do what you say. Like if you just do what you say and that's all, that's all that you did, your life will be radically different. Way different. And most people don't. But that's why I can, and I can say it very confidently because people go, yeah, bullshit. No, I do. That's the best part is I know it. So I know my, my platform is strong, you know? And the fourth one is take risks, man. Like that's one of my core principles is take fucking risks. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't take risks, nobody's ever gotten rich by playing safe. Nobody's gotten happy by playing safe. Nobody's gotten stronger by playing safe. Playing safe fucks up your shit. You're every single time. Nobody's done anything special. Hey, no, there you go. You just said ever. you haven't done anything special if you're playing safe. And yeah. I think that when you go, okay, uh, but how, how much risk? As much as you can fucking tolerate. Mm-hmm. Because you get in life what you're willing to tolerate. Well, just fucking tolerate all the risk. All of it. Because oh. if you look at your life and you go, oh, but I've got these struggles. I already know everywhere in somebody's life, when they start coaching with me, I, I can tell you where all your struggles are right now and we have a conversation. Wherever you're playing safe and wherever you're missing, that's where you're struggling. Mm-hmm. And they go, I don't know. And I go, let's let's talk it out. And we go through it and they're like, holy shit. We're going to change that right now. And I start just giving them coaching assignments. you know. And then the last one is vulnerable. Like with your spouse, man, like you've got to be vulnerable. You give them all the tools to utterly destroy you, just fucking obliterate you, knowing they're not going to do it. And if you aren't willing to do that, you're not going to be in the place you want to be. You'll wish for it. You go, oh, I wish you watch Netflix. I wish my marriage was like that. Stop wishing yeah. fucking do it. Just make Stop it happen. Fucking. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. When you can give in, out. yeah, when you can give everything you've got and go, you know what? Here you go. Here's everything, every vulnerability, every fear, every strength, every conflict, everything I've got. And I'm exposing it all to you. Knowing they're not going to destroy you. They're going to take it and they're they're going to make you much more robust. They're going to galvanize your own platform. Then you're doing the right thing. Yeah. But people quite often marry the wrong person because they're going to settle. And I go, if you aren't with somebody that's cheering for you, you're with the wrong person. Right. And they're like, dude, but we've been together for 20 years and you've been wasting 20 years of your life. Fucking get a divorce. And people hate that. They're like, that's so, why would you do that? I go, because you're fucking up their life because you're selfish. Right. You're selfish, man. Like we had to go through hell till we finally went, okay, all in. And that's exactly what you just said. The test was, here are all the fucking most brutal waves the most intense catastrophes you can have between you and your wife, get through them. The other side of that, you have the most bulletproof marriage in the world. Bro, you guys are- That's what we had to do. So inseparable now at this point. She's, there's nothing like, I I will die to protect her and to give her the life that I believe she deserves. And and she's the same with me. I don't have any secrets. And people like, oh, well, does your wife know this? Yep. What about this? Yep. You know how indestructible you feel on both sides of that equation? Can't, any any secret that the other side doesn't know about as a whole in the defenses. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it, it might not show up today, tomorrow, a week, a month, but two years, three, it's going to show up somewhere. You know? And, and that's, you're right. And that's what I always, I go, listen, if you were in a place where you are 
present in your relationship, then it doesn't matter what happened. If somebody presents this fucking catastrophe, they're like, oh yeah, she she worked at the fucking bunny ranch for two years and you know, fucked 4,000 dudes and, and had this crazy wild life and she's got 17 kids with like 17 different dudes. And you're like, yeah, but is she doing that now? No, I don't care. I can't unring that bell. Mm-hmm. The fuck difference does it make? Yeah. But you know what people do? I made a comment about haters one time and this one just pink ass fucking cupcake comes in and goes, Oh, the lack of accountability here is just uh, like incredible. It's appalling. And I'm like, why would I be accountable to my mistakes over and over and over again? Right. First of all, you're accountable for me. I don't have to fucking worry. You're going to point out all my shit. In fact, here's the shovel. Because if they cannot attack who you are right now, they will attempt to attack who you used to be. Except the issue. Yeah. The issue is when you know who you are, who you used to be is dead. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter. And that's what I try to explain. Cool. I like that. When you know who you are, who you used to be is dead. It's dead. It's dead. There's nothing there because it doesn't exist. And the only way it exists is if you look back and acknowledge it. And that's what weak people do. They go, well, yeah, but do you remember when you did this? Sure do. Well, holy shit. Like, why would somebody do that? I don't know. Why would they? But that was seven years ago. Mm-hmm. It's not today. The The past and the future are such an infinitely deep abyss that you will never cross. Why give them any attention? Right. And and yet that's like, and and people spend more time concerned about the opinions of others than of themselves. And that's where that corruption comes from is they start looking going, well, maybe they're right. Except the mindset of another man is of no consequence or opinion of mine um, until I allow it to be. In which case then it becomes. It's none of my business. Mm-hmm. And so the opinions of someone that ha- they have of me, I don't care. Google, that's that's pretty fucking arrogant. No, it's confident. You just don't like it because I don't value your opinion more than mine. Right. And that's where, like, I, I just don't. But I think that's how a man should be. It's how a woman should be. It's how people should be. Know yourself and know your worth. And well, the only time people get shaky on their worth yes. is when they aren't who they say they are. Mm-hmm. And people and are so conditioned to believe that you are what other people say you are. Yeah. You know? They're so conditioned to believe that, that they, nope. what you're talking about right now, being completely self-sufficient in your own view of oneself is such a wildly just unfathomable uh, idea to most yeah. people. It's, it's 99% of the people out there. Right. And yet the people go like, like I built and people go, how did you get such a mindset? Because I created unrealistic goals, unrealistic goals, unfathomable work ethic, unyielding work and outcomes. And I've been absolutely relentless since that day. And I've never looked back. Like when we came home from the hospital, seven days, supposed to be twice as long, right off the bat, God's working. Mm -hmm. I came home and my wife goes, what do you want to do? I hug my kids. My son slept with my wife every fucking day. Yeah. When didn't he is such a stud and my daughter she just took care of the house like it's such I have such a good family I'm so blessed and and I looked at that and I go that's that is a reflection on me it's a reflection on my wife hundred percent no such thing as bad kids they're shitty parents mm-hmm. and all the weak fucking parents that are watching this right now if you don't like it fucking buckle up it's gonna get bumpy <laughs> because look in the mirror because if you look in the mirror and it's not who you admire change it. Because the only person you're pointing a finger at is you. And if you don't like something in another person, 
you are seeing your reflection in them. Mm-hmm. And that's where they don't want that accountability. But what did I say? Accountability feels like an attack to those who hide behind their excuses. Right? Yes. Every so I came home. Time. Yeah, I came home and I said, I want to work out. So we were home for maybe an hour, hour and a half. And I had video of all of this just because it's fun. And I strapped a rogue strap to me, 25 foot, put it on my weight belt, right? Looped it through, put it on the sled, dropped a 45 pound plate on. All I could do was walk. I had big giant, six of them, right? Big giant holes in me. I still had a big pad on me because they just pulled. That's the craziest video. When they pull two feet of tube out of me, fuck. It is, I post people are like, oh, oh. It was brutal. She's like, are you breathing? Are you breathing? Are you breathing? I can't handle that she one, goes, man. That's so like gross. Dude, it was like a garden hose. Two of them. Uh, Wild. I'll just have to send it to you. You're going to be like, oh, it's fucking bad. Oh, my but goodness. She's like, she goes, you want to work out? And she supports me so much. Like, she's such, like, she makes me so fucking strong. And I do the same thing for her. We're indestructible as a team. And there's so there, there's so much power in that because nobody could come in and, and and disturb that and disrupt that ever, no matter what they say. I just don't right. care. I just don't care. You can present me with the most gnarly shit. I don't care. My wife is the one that I look to and go, I got you, babe. We only have one, we only have one statement, and it's it's the truth. And it is as blunt and as direct as it as it sounds. Anything you want, babe. It doesn't matter what it is. We don't, if it's, if I say it, okay, anything you want, babe. If she says it, okay, anything you want, babe. And it's not the, well, I have to do it because I said it. There really is no hesitation because we want to. Right. Most people go, uh, well, what about this? Anything you want, babe. Well, what, what about, this? it's always some dude that's like, well, what if it's this? I'm like, Listen, first of all, get your mind out of the gutter. And second of all, yeah, fuck yeah. Right? Yes. Like. Dude, people don't get it. You have the best fucking sex life when you literally just have no filters. Mm-hmm. And people don't get that. I'm like, you're struggling because you're not honest. Right. You you're not being the true version of yourself to the true you? version of their self. Correct. And it's what I ask people. Who were you before somebody told you who you should be? Mm-hmm. And it's always the same. So we walked outside and I got a video. I said, Captain America is going to call me and ask me how I got so jacked, right? I was just making all these funny comments. And I started walking around my driveway and I, she's like, when do you want me to come get you? I said, when I collapse. And that's when she did. I, I, she helped me back into the house. I was, I couldn't, I was done. Like it took me, I don't even remember how long I was out there a long time. I was just dragging, talking away. And then I couldn't talk cause I was out of breath and I've never missed since never missed. And that's, Incredible. you asked what changed that because I was running at 95%, but it wasn't enough. Right. I needed to, you, you're, you are a hundred. And I think what the world has been, uh, people have caught, like I said at the beginning, is that you don't need to run at a hundred. You don't, but then don't expect the results. Right. You want to have the giant company? It takes a hundred percent. You want to have the fitness? A hundred percent. You want to have the marriage? A hundred percent. And until then, you will find reasons to struggle and you will create them yourself. Mm-hmm. People will defend their position on account of their ego. They know where they are is somewhere they don't like. They know that they're fat. Hate they're where they're at. Yeah, they hate where they're at. They hate their marriage. They hate their life. They hate their body. They get in the in the car and they drive to a job, the job they fucking hate, in traffic they can't stand, living in an area they don't want to live in, coming back to a house they can't stand, in a marriage that they just fucking hate because they're making it like that. Right. And they will defend it. They will go to war to defend it in in 
by way of their own excuses. Well, my circumstances are different, though. You don't understand. Somehow different than everybody else's. Yeah, I have to pay bills. I have to do this. Yep. Why don't you pay your bills and still have 100 grand left over every month? Well, that's not realistic. That's exactly it. Unreasonable and unrealistic as fuck. Why you are way I live. Mm -hmm. Because people go, well, you're not, not everybody's born that way. I love this because I go, yes, you are. It's like people go, oh, not, not, not everybody wants to be jacked. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes to bed going, I hope I wake up fatter and more broke and, more and have a shittier mindset in marriage when I wake up. <laughs> Nobody. 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 Nobody does that. No. And yet they still defend the position on account of their ego. So what they do is they send their ego into the game and bench the person. The oh, minute you swap that. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. The minute you swap that and you, you become coachable. You are uncoachable when your ego is being sent into the game because your ego does things on account of itself going, yeah, but I want to. Yeah, but it's not giving you the results. Right. It doesn't matter. I refuse to be wrong. They're so afraid of being wrong that they defend the weak place that they're at all the way until they're dead. And then they die with regret, wishing they would have done something different. Yeah. I have time for that. I'm building the most, like I, I just made a comment the other day. I go, I'm building the most, we are building the biggest fucking coaching company in the world. Mm-hmm. And you can either come along or you can watch. You're either right. a participant or a spectator, but either way, we're going to do it. And I have some huge hitters that are playing in the game with me. And I'm like, watch, because I'm tired of people struggling and not having a place to go. Right. To go, where do, how do I learn? What do I do? And then there's like, well, a little bit here and a little bit there. No, the most elite fucking people, the most jacked men and women, the most money, the great, greatest marriages, the best fucking businesses, the most killer mindset. That's what we're building. Killers, nonstop yeah. killers. There are people like you, people like me. And, and people struggle with that. And they're like, oh, listen to this fucking alpha douche. <laughs> yep. You can, but you're going to be looking at my taillights and us working out all the time because yeah. we love life. I cannot help that you don't love where you are. Mm-hmm. But do not, un- do not mistake your misery for my mindset. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not at all the truth. Right. And so that's all that transpired when I came out of the hospital. And every day I'd wake up negative as fuck when I came out. Like I would train with oxygen. My first set of squats, Mike, I, I could do 10, no, five. And I, you could see them like I'm all skinny. My knees are all giant. Yeah, and, I yeah. up and I had to wait. I could, I had to catch my breath. My wife used to run the oxygen machine. The hallway between the great room and the, and the, the fitness studio outside is maybe 40 feet. Mm-hmm. And I'd take a bunch of puffs on the oxygen and then I'd walk outside and she'd roll it down the hallway, unplug, run outside, plug it in, turn it on and hand it to me so I didn't pass out. And then I'd have to sit there for about four or five minutes to catch my breath and then I'd start working out. Yeah. But I just, I refuse to quit. You're not designed to quit. When people go, like I said, I'm not, I'm not born that way. You are. And here's the proof. Mm -hmm. You walk, motherfucker. That's right. You think for a second that your beautiful little baby girl, when, when they start bumping their head into fucking shit and they're, they're banging off the floor when they're learning <laughs> to walk, you're going to go, oh, no, 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 don't, don't walk, don't walk, don't walk, don't walk, don't walk, don't worry about it. You, are gonna, you two are going to be the ones that are like, dude, get up, let's do it again. They're going to have a knot on their again, head, again, they're going to get again, up and do it again. again. The kids don't quit. They quit when they catch that. They mm-hmm. don't quit until an adult says, you should quit. Right. 
you know, and that's, that's conditioning, man. It, it is all our, and, and people catch this fucking, there's like soft doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And, and people go, dude, I wish I was, I wish I was as tough as you. I'm not tough at all, man. I'm not. I'm committed as fuck though. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm in. Going to do it. And that's, that's rule three. Do what you say. Yes. Like my kids know my rules because that's our whole, there's 10 commandments. I only have six rules. Right. Easy. You know, and, and you guys are in the same place. And I, I think when people understand that they are in control, like life happens because of you. When you understand that life is something you get to do, it's not something you've got to do. Everything changes. Yes. You know? And it starts with your fitness. Perspective. Yeah. Perspective is always the same. If you pivot and understand that you create your body, the traits you have to create your fitness are the same ones to have a great business, to have a great marriage, to have yeah. a great family. They're all the same. How you but do compartmentalize them. How, how you, you do everything. everything. Absolutely. Dude, I love that, man. And it's fact. Every time I see you rocking around in that white chair, I just want to get one. It looks comfy as fuck. Uh, dude, this is I run all my meetings here and everything. Dude, it's so comfy. How how big is your team, man? Uh, my team? Yeah. Um, it depends. So we have the consulting company. We have yep. the staffing company. We have uh, the clothing line. Um, right now, you know, I have three like major partners. And then send me, send me all your links, by the way. 100%. Yeah. And I'll, I'll make some noise on your behalf for sure, man. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for spending the, it's been about an hour and a half, man. Thank you. Dude, for. I, I could wrap with you all day. This is so much fun. I, this is, I think, I hope uh, yeah. is the one of many that you and I do together. Uh, Open invite anytime you want, man. You just send the word. Bro, I'll make I appreciate that. Fuck yeah. That's the so world cool. needs more of this though. Like it we does. need to just be like just so obnoxiously offensive and just shove it in front of people to go in level up. Fucking faces, bro. Yep. I think yep. we're both pretty good at that. Dude, let's do it. I'm in. Dude, well, this, was a, this was a rip, man. This is a banger. Send yeah. me all the links and stuff to this and, and I'll uh, I'll have my editing guy chop up some shorts. I'll throw them at you too so you can use them. Wait. I will, man. Well, hey, Dude. thank you so much, Doc. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for hopping on today. And uh, man, I had a great time. And I'm sure this is one of many. So absolutely. All right, Mike. Much love, brother. All right, brother. See I'll you talk to you soon. See you, dude. See ya.